Hello, welcome to the very first Connoisseur's B-Side. These are special little episodes that we post on a day other than Friday that is a different formula than what we usually do. We're used to talking about albums, diving in track by track, but there's so much more to talk about involving music than just picking apart albums and reviewing them and giving our takes on them. And we figured, what better way to start out this B-side series than to do a Christmas music episode, given that it's Christmas time. Christmas is right around the corner. This is being released. Christmas is falling on a Sunday this year, which means this is releasing the week right before Christmas. So I'm sure if you plan ahead, like my wife and I do, you've probably already got your Christmas presents. Some people, like how I grew up, might be waiting until Christmas Eve and braving the uh, crowds and going on a Saturday to get all these presents. God help you if that's you, because I'd never want to do that ever again. What was your, not to just completely derail the subject here, but you brought up a good talking point. What was your favorite Christmas present growing up that you ever received oh, when God. you were like a kid? Some, something I re- even like even if it was recently, it doesn't matter. Like recently I, too, that's that well, counts. I feel like I'm not sure if this would completely rank as one of my favorites, but it was my favorite at the time, and it was the most memorable because of how the present was given to me. Uh, my parents decided to have some fun, and there was one big thing that I asked for back in. Oh, it was about maybe fifth grade ish. Um, yeah, I think it was about fifth grade. Uh, all the kids that I was in school with, all of them were talking about their Xbox 360 that they had. And I wasn't so much interested in having an Xbox 360 as I was wanting to fit in with everybody else. So naturally, I wanted an Xbox 360. And that was the number one thing that I asked for. I thought it was kind of far-fetched and think it was going to happen. And my parents thought it would be fun to say, oh, well, there's one more, I think there's one more present. Wait, what's this in the tree? And it was some sort of note card that was like a little task for me to do. And it was a little scavenger hunt, having me go around, like maybe make the bed, do this and do that, do that, like tiny little tasks. Nah, hold on. They made you do chores to get your Christmas presents? Hey, I never had chores as a kid, believe it or not. (laughs) So this was my one time to do chores. Okay. But after doing all that that was just one of them but there there's i forget all the other things that i had to do but for obvious reasons making the bed stuff that's some the most. 4d parental chest right there not gonna lie uh yeah yeah we'll give you a christmas present but be, you know do but everything you're gonna pull we your tell you first. to do exactly for the you're next gonna, three hours you're gonna do what i say uh and then maybe you'll get it but uh it was just a breadcrumb trail leading through and then um it ended up leading me to i think either mine or my parents um bathtub and I pulled the shower curtain back, and sure enough, big old box with an Xbox 360. Okay, and I'm like, oh, that's so cool. It was such a cool reveal because they knew how bad I wanted that. It was just a big little scavenger hunt in order to get me there. So looking back, the Xbox 360 was probably like my least favorite console that I had growing up. But it was still a very memorable way for it to be revealed. And definitely something that I want to adopt and do whenever uh, Gab and I end up having kids. I like that. I like that indeed. What about yours? Oof, I thought you'd never ask. 
Honestly, I don't really have a great answer. <laughs> what if I just didn't reciprocate the question and just moved on oh. immediately? <laughs> well, anyway, so... On well, I'm subject. glad I shared that. So, let's talk about... <laughs> well, honestly, it's kind of tough because I've, I'm more of an experienced type of person. Like, I, I spend a lot of my money on concert tickets. Like, I spend a lot of my money on sports. Of money on concert going tickets. To, going to games and stuff. I spend a lot of my money on experience as opposed to stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, probably one of my favorite memories... And Christmas presents was when in 2010 or 2011, I can't remember, my dad, um, sorry, Santa <laughs> bought, no, we don't know how, you don't know the age of the listeners we have on here. <laughs> we're over here my reviewing. My little brother could be listening to this. We're reviewing Panic at the Disco, Nirvana, Kendrick Lamar, I don't think... There uh, are plenty of eight, nine-year-olds that love Kendrick Lamar and Nirvana. How dare you assume? I happen to think that we have an audience that is diverse, and we might have a few young listeners on that. I'm just I'm just being cautious, you know what I mean? Right. So for, for all... For Every episode that we do pretty much has an explicit tag on it, but yeah. go ahead, parents. You can, have, you can listen all right, to it. I'm going to say Santa because I want to keep the magic alive. Santa, and when I was like 12 in 2011, left two tickets in my stocking to, it was the, it was back when Clemson football was just horrible. We sucked. <laughs> and we weren't making national championships and stuff. We were making like the Music City Bowl, the, you know, the, the Pringles Bowl, the, <laughs> the Kleenex Cottonelle Bowl, that kind of stuff. And that year we ended up, they were playing in Charlotte at the Meineke Car Care Bowl, you know. Top top class stuff right there, <laughs> top of the line against South Florida. It just doesn't roll off the tongue at all. No, it's not even a bowl game anymore. It's it's, it's called the Duke's Mayo Bowl now. Um, but I actually like that name better. I do too. Duke's is goaded. Yes, but my uh, my present that year, my main present was two tickets for me and my dad to go to that game, um, and it was a really really great memory riding up there with him, listening to Sir Mix a Lot, Run DMC on the way up, and going to the game. We lost. Yo, that's a pretty good mixtape. Yeah, my, my dad got me into all that 80s and 90s hip-hop, but we lost the game, but that was one of my favorite Christmas presents of all time, just because I enjoyed spending that time with my dad and um, making those memories, so yeah. Sick. Speaking of music, let's dive a little bit into Christmas music, because following, for some people, my wife, um, Christmas music season is anytime just before Halloween. Uh, for some people, it's immediately after th- Thanksgiving. For some people, it's not until December. Uh, how soon do you start listening to Christmas music? Definitely a Thanksgiving, a post-Thanksgiving guy, but mm-hmm. I feel like right around that Thanksgiving time, you can start listening to it, and it makes sense. I'm definitely not a these. I'm not a once November first at midnight strikes. I'm not putting on Mariah Carey and like you know welcoming in the season. I think it definitely needs to be just like with. For me personally, I don't put my Christmas tree up until we don't put our Christmas tree up until like after Thanksgiving either. Um, but yeah, I'm much more of like that Thanksgiving Black Friday time of the year. That's when you start listening to Christmas music for my in my family. My wife and I, I'm I'm usually just like you, immediately after thing, like right around after Thanksgiving is when I start thinking about it. But this year, it was maybe like two days before Halloween. My wife and I, we just started talking about... Uh, we started talking about Christmas for whatever reason. I've essentially married Buddy the Elf. She's Christmas every day. It's her com- it's her comfy place, and she loves it. Um, 
But we just started talking about Christmas, and we were talking about where we're going to put the Christmas tree this year, because we have kind of a weird setup in our house. Love our house, but like as far as it comes to Christmas tree setup, we don't really have an ideal place. And so we were, we were thinking about where to set it up, and we were watching something, and we ended up pausing it. And we were actually getting up and examining the space, and Gab's like, you know, I think we could probably put it here. You could probably check it out here, yeah, and all this. Uh. And then she ended up saying, you know what, we could... If you want, you know, while we're thinking about it, you could probably go grab it out of the building and we could try like setting it up just to kind of see what it would look like. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Knowing good and well what's about to happen. I said, I'm about to go get it. I said, you know, I pretty much know where this is going. If I'm going to set up the tree, I might as well leave it up. And she's like, yeah, that's pretty much what I was thinking anyway. I'm just like, yeah. She was trying to manipulate me into, you know what? Let's set up the tree. Let's get all the decorations out. And damn it, me being the loving husband that I am. You took that bait. I took it like a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I just... uh, Christmas was completely set up before Halloween even started. And honestly, she's rubbed off on me. I'm kind of okay with it. You know? I, I was perfectly fine with it. Well, when you when it comes to listening to Christmas music, do you have any favorites? Do you have any like songs you can't keep out of your head when Christmas time comes around? Any songs that have to be on your playlist, that kind of thing? Yeah, I am I don't know if this is a controversial opinion or not, but as for me, I believe in the superiority of instrumental Christmas music. Okay, give me an example. Um, well, First one that pops in my head automatically is Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Oh, okay. Um, Mannheim Steamroller. Lindsey Sterling. I listen to a lot of Lindsey Sterling. Uh, have you listened to a lot of her? Wasn't a one song that she's got with an artist I like called Lecrae, but and it's funny actually. It's a song with Lindsey Sterling, Lecrae, and the lead singer of Weezer, Rivers Cuomo. It's a really weird combination of people. But... I'm sorry. That's a thing? It's Lindsay Sterling. My ears were already perking up when you said Lecrae and Lindsay Sterling. I knew she did stuff with Switchfoot. I didn't know that she did something with Lecrae and Rivers Cuomo. It's called Don't Let This Feeling Fade. It's it's Rivers Cuomo, uh, Lecrae, and Lindsay Sterling. Why in the heck have I never heard of that? I sometimes forget the song exists. It came up on my Daily Drive Spotify playlist one time. I was like, this is interesting. All right, well, I'm looking that up immediately following this recording. Yeah, it's it's a good song. It really is. That's insane. It's just a weird combination of people. Well, what do you think would probably... Excuse me. What do you think would probably be your top five? What do you think would probably be your top five Christmas songs? (sighs) Top five is tough. Top five is tough. I've got a couple that are a little more obscure and songs that I just kind of grew up listening to. Um, and then a couple classics that I feel like everybody would know. As for the ones that are more obscure, there's a song by a band called Down Here. It's I've heard of Down Here. <gasps> Wait a second. Is it How Many Kings? It's How Many Kings. Oh my gosh, I love that by... song so much. How many kings stepped down from their thrones? How many lords have abandoned their homes? Lead singer's name is... Mark Martell, and he's known for the the sound of his voice sounding very similar to Freddie Mercury of Queen. Oh, it's I was gonna say in the, in uh, how many kings he specifically sounded like Kevin Max from DC Talk. I, I could see that he's actually the lead singer. Mark Martell has been was chosen to be lead singer of a Queen tribute band that was headed up by the original drummer of. of Why uh, not connect? That was the of, down here guy. Yeah, yeah. It's 
He's definitely known for the Freddie Mercury wow. comparisons, but that's a great song. It's a very religious, a lot of like religiously based, obviously. But we're a couple just, of good Christian boys. A lot, yeah, of, and, a, lot, a lot of the uh, Christmas music that we love and the music that we grew up on it has that kind of Christian spiritual message to it's, it. It's awesome. And then another one is uh, "What a Glorious Night" by Sidewalk Prophets. Oh my gosh, I love Sidewalk, that song, dude. You're speaking to my soul. Sidewalk <laughs> Prophets. I got. I had their Christmas album. Okay. And that's to, on. That's probably on there. It's probably the song. It I'm is. Talking about. Yeah. To this day, one of my favorite Christmas albums. Yeah. I hear the angels They, they did their own version of White Christmas, the one that um, you hear on uh, the Santa Claus. I was going to get to that one, yeah. They do their own version of it with Francesca Battistelli, another oh, another, okay. another Christian singer, and they rock it. They awesome. really do. I think that might be my favorite. Version. Really? Dreaming of a white Christmas with every Christmas card I okay. It's really darn good. Um, yeah, I love that song. I love the How Many Kings. I'm also a big fan of the original. I don't know if it's the original or not. It's got to be the original. Silver and Gold from, from Rudolph. Rudolph. Yes. Silver and gold, silver and gold Means so much more when I see I love that song. It's the one song from that movie that I don't get tired of. I get tired of Rudolph. I can't uh-huh. stand. I cannot stand Rudolph. That's one of my least favorite Christmas I, songs. I, I feel like the whole silver and gold thing. That is pretty. That, that that's a pretty bold choice. Not a lot of people talk about that, but that's easily my favorite song from the movie. But yeah. I've never sought it sought after it. I love that outside one. of the movie. Burl Ives, who sings is, like is all that the who songs that is? in that. Okay, yes. Yeah. I could listen to Burl Ives sing the alphabet. That man has such a good voice, such a unique sound, and looks exactly the way he sounds like if you think of how he sounds when he sings hold up i'm about to test that out burl ives yeah look up burl ives he can't be alive now he's probably he's oh got... no he's he's been deceased for a while okay but i, I have an image of like my that. head of he's his... deceased i have he looks just like the way they designed santa claus in rudolph exactly no, he looks just like the way they designed the snowman in Rudolph. Exactly. Look at this. Sorry, you can't see it, but look at this. Yep. There's a snowman. There's the snowman with the with the beard there's and everything, Bur- and, and there's the, Burl Ives. Yeah. Gee, you don't think they did that on purpose, do you? That was sarcastic, and I don't appreciate the undertone. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's, that's cool, a though. really good choice. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I will do anything Burl Ives. He has he has such a good voice. What about you? What are your what are some of your favorites? See, I got you some... to do top three or top five, something like that. See, I. I'm unintentionally. I'm kind of a hipster when it comes to Christmas music. I'm very particular in what I call my favorites. And even though I love the classics, you know, like Jingle Bell Rock, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, all the ones that you always hear, I rarely reach out to them first. There are other Christmas songs that are well known but lesser known in comparison. One that I don't hear people talk about enough is "What Christmas Means to Me" by Stevie Wonder. Oh, is that just an original song from a Christmas album he, he made, or is that like? You, yeah, you might know it best. I, I can't confirm that he's the first one that wrote it, but he has the most famous version of it. If you remember, you've obviously seen the movie Elf, right? Yes. When 
Elf and his brother, well, sorry, when Buddy and his brother uh, start, you know, getting along, start being friends, start being like, getting along really well, they go to the mall and start running around, running amok and everything. You remember that scene? He yes. like does a little fruit spray and everything yes, or yes. something. Um, it's that song that plays the whole da 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 candles burning low. I had no idea that was Stevie Lots Wonder. Such a okay. good freaking song. That song is just, it is a bop. It's so well thought out and so well written. I absolutely love it. That's awesome. I did not know that was Stevie Wonder. When it comes to cl- like actual classic classics that you usually think of, um, if I had to pick one, Most Wonderful Time of the Year, specifically the Andy Williams version that you hear all the time. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Love it. I love just the orchestra of it and everything. I don't know. That that one in particular, as far as it comes to classics, might be up there as my favorite. These last three are where I really start getting into, um, not into the weeds, but into the songs that have a very, are very close and near and dear to my heart, but they're all very contrasting songs. Okay. Were you about to share something? I was yawning. No. Oh, you were yawning. Okay. No. Continue. <laughs> I'm just tired. Don't mind me. It is nine o'clock at night almost as we're well, recording this. Well, so. Sp- speaking of yawning, this is a song where the artist might cause some people to yawn, but this song in particular. Michael Bublé. Wrong. Josh Groban. That's the, the same thing. You can't tell me those people aren't the same okay, people. Okay. Those okay, people are. Okay. That okay. Is, Firstly, dark-haired white man no, no, that no, no, sings no, no, at Christmas. No, 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 you can't, no, no. That's, that's Firstly, all it is. Firstly and lastly, no. But Michael Bublé is a crooner. They are made from Josh the same Groban white man factory. And Josh Groban is a classical singer. I big difference. But Bublé is more of a Sinatra kind, and Josh Groban is more of a you know classical well, kind of Broadway kind. And you both, you only hear from both of them in the month of December. That's it. But the who, song, who listens to Michael Bublé in May or April? And if you Michael do, Michael Bublé and Michael Blume. Well, if you do, what's wrong with you? Like, what? Like, can you name honestly? Can you name me one non-Christmas Michael Bublé song? No. Can you name me one non-Christmas Josh Groban song? Uh, yeah, you raise me up. That doesn't count. Um, We're cutting that out. Um, anthem from the musical Chess. Oh, that's a very okay. The from the what now? The musical Chess. You've never heard of Chess? Mm-mm. It's a it's it's a little more of an obscure musical. It's about a this is an actual thing. It's a national chess competition where the finals were between the United States and the Soviet Union during the height of the Cold War. Sounds actually really entertaining. I'm not gonna lie. They made a musical out of that, <laughs> and Josh Groban is known for singing the song that the guy on the Russian side sings and it is one of the most beautiful Broadway songs I've ever heard. How can I leave her? Where would I start? Well, I gave you credit. You actually know a Josh Groban song that isn't Christmas related. Okay. It's because I was a choir kid and a musical theater kid and you know, learned all these classical and more like art artistic songs. So, so if you had to pick between Michael Bublé and Josh Groban, you pick Josh Groban. Oh, Josh Groban, hands down. Okay. Who's, who's Michael Bublé? Yeah, okay. I not. He's I, the guy from but, those Super Bowl drink commercials, is what exactly. That's all he is. Okay. Uh, Bublé was never my thing, but didn't even get to say the name of the song. Believe the one from Polar Express. Believe in 
Oh yeah! Such a pretty freaking song. I did Love not that. know that was him. That's a great movie, by the way. Oh, Polar Express. That is up. That's one be... of my top three for sure. We should have ranked Christmas movies. Okay, what do you think are some of your favorite Christmas movies? Polar um, Express is up there. I know we both have a very close bond with the Santa Claus. Santa Claus is up there. The Polar Express is up there. Oh goodness, put me on the spot. Christmas Vacation. I was never huge into Christmas Vacation, <gasps> really? to be honest with Christmas you. Christmas Vacation, at least for me and my wife and her side of the family, is like a second language. Yeah, I'm not, and I'm a I'm a big Chevy Chase, uh, Chevy Chase guy as well, but that's just not ever been one of the ones that. It's one of those. That I like the original Vacation a lot. I just don't. Christmas Vacation. Funny thing is, Christmas Vacation is the only one I've seen. I got to see more National Lampoon. Okay, the live action Grinch movie. That movie is incredible. Ooh, Sorry, see, Jim I'm Carrey. kind of impartial to the original animated one, but I think from like the 60s, but I think that's because I grew up with it. So you like that one more is what you're saying? Yeah. You're like, okay. I just think the I, I, that, that movie is so so tongue-in-cheek, so so weirdly hilarious. I don't, it, it's, it's I'll awesome. give you one. I am like 80% sure you have not seen it. Okay. And if you have not, you need to make it a goal to watch it this season. Okay. A Christmas Carol. But specifically, the one from like the 1980s starring George C. Scott. It's live action, and it might be the greatest incarnation of A Christmas Carol in my life. Wrong. You are wrong, sir. Let me guess. I don't You're even have to, to see it. The Muppet, Muppet Christmas, Christmas Carol, Carol is by far the best. Say. That's not it. I'm sorry. I don't even have to see the version you're talking about. The Muppet Christmas Carol is freaking amazing. And I apologize. That is my favorite Christmas movie of all time. Okay. Hands down, not even all close. Right. But that jogged my memory. Okay, you know there. what? Let's do this. I'll, you watch the George C. Scott one, and I'll watch the Muppet one, because honestly, I haven't seen Muppet Christmas Carol yet. You haven't? Okay. I, will, I, will, I can do that. Let's do that. We'll both watch our versions of Christmas Carol. Okay. Because I'm, George C. Scott, I'm, I'm sure I'm up at Christmas Carol because it's the Muppets. Obviously, it's superior in every single way. It is amazing. But if you want a true, very well-acted, well-produced adaptation that's very true to the book, you won't get better than the George C. Scott one. And he plays his role so well, not a second is wasted on it. It's really good. So now, I'm assuming that George C. Scott is the one that plays Scrooge in the movie. Yes, he plays Scrooge. He, he's also known for... I haven't seen many of his stuff, but I think he was in the movie Patton. And I think he actually played um, Patton in that movie. It's an older, older movie. Okay, well, you... Yes, you must watch Muppet Christmas Carol, and you must see Michael Caine as Ebenezer Scrooge. To really Michael Caine. Michael Caine was ever okay. Yeah. Now I have. My, you must uh, see. You must see. I, I really think he's the best one I've ever seen. Master White. I like Jim- Master White. It's a pitiful excuse, Master White, to pick a man's pocket every twenty fifth of December. And I and I was about to say I like Jim Carrey's version as well. I like Jim Carrey's in the animated version that came out like late twenty. Uh, I still gotta watch that one. Twenty tens. That was gonna do. I've seen almost all the Christmas carols except for the one you mentioned. Have you seen Mickey Mouse Christmas Carol? I grew yes, up watching I've that. Yes, I've seen one. Mickey that Mouse Christmas really Carol. Good. That one is pretty good. But yeah, I didn't even Muppet- get to mention my last two songs yet. Oh yeah, go ahead. Um, this one is where it starts, where I start getting in the weeds a little bit. Okay. This is from one of my all-time. We're talking about Christmas movies, and this is a good way to tie into it. One of my favorite Christmas movies of all time. Are you ready? Yes. Die Hard. Oh yeah. Okay, that's fair. And that Remem- is a, remember that is a Christmas movie. It counts. Remember when um, when he gets in the when he gets in the car in the very beginning, and the cab and the cab driver he's like. 
do you have any Christmas music? He said, man, this is Christmas music. And it's Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC. It was December 24th on Hollis Avenue, the dark, when I seen a man chilling with his dog in the park. I approached him very slowly with my heart full of fear. Looked at his dog, oh my God, a ill reindeer. But then I was ill and called Can I give you a confession? What? I've never actually seen Die Hard. Mm. Yeah, I, I haven't. Oh my God. So whenever somebody says, Die Hard's a Christmas movie, I'm like, Okay, yeah, I believe you. <laughs> I have no basis to disagree with you, so yeah, I've never it hurt seen my it. Soul a little Sorry, bit. I've never, I've never seen. Not only is it a hundred percent a Christmas movie, and anyone who disagrees is just wrong. I, I don't doubt it. I really don't. On top of that, it is just an incredible action movie. It's so good. I mean, Alan Rickman is in it. It's God rest his soul. Yeah, incredible cast. So good. I hope it's Alan Rickman. If I just got that wrong... Then I I've, think it is. That sounds familiar. Yeah, I'm pretty positive it's him. If not, I absolutely butchered it. For some reason, like, he... he I don't know. The, the role that he plays is a role that could be made, that could be played by so many different people. Yes, it's Alan Rickman. Okay, good. He was Hans. Hans and Gruber. My number one Hans Gruber, yes. That's a name that I just learned 10 seconds ago. <laughs> my number one all-time favorite Christmas song... Linus and Lucy, Vince Guaraldi. That's a Christmas song? Does that count as a Christmas song? It comes on Christmas radio every single year. I guess it does. That's true. Whenever that song, you can ask my wife, there's probably a video and I could, I could probably find it and like post it on our socials. I know my wife has it. Where that song came on and every time it comes on, I start headbanging like it's a freaking Slipknot song. Like, <laughs> I start going in with Linus and Lucy. Something about the... Everything about it, I just love. And I grew up with Charlie Brown, and it fills my heart with so much joy that that might be my favorite Christmas song ever. That's a banger. Which goes right into me how much how much I love instrumental Christmas music in particular. You think you, you grew up with Charlie Brown? Yeah. I grew up S. Charlie Brown. Oh my gosh, my he did. It's different. It's levels to this, man. Oh, you're going to be seeing that there one on levels socials to too. This. I was Charlie Brown. Look at this. <laughs> Look at this, man. This is He's me. He's got the yellow. This is me. Where are you? Get your... This He's... is me getting my psychiatric advice from Lucy He's got the, five cents. He's got the yellow shirt. Me with the bag over Get my head. Get your ugly yellow no good keister <laughs> off my property before I pump your guts full of lead. Dude, that I was yeah, I was Charlie Brown in my tenth grade school play, um, so I always have a connection to that character, and I do I do think. Oh, it's the, his proudest moment ever. It's true. I've never done anything since that moment. I peaked when I performed on that stage, and I, it's all downhill <laughs> since then. The sad slivers of truth in that, but but yeah, we're, we're gonna keep moving on. I think that we should cover the other side of the coin. I think we've been a little too positive. What do you think are the most overrated Christmas songs of all time? Deck the halls. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. Fa la 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 la. Tis the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. Deck the halls is annoying. That song just pisses me off. I don't know why. I doesn't. <laughs> the the Mannheim Steamroller version it. is great, but that's because it's completely instrumental and all based on like '90s sounding synth. Don we now are gay apparel. What does that mean? Well, gay means happy. Though, of course, I don't know what happy apparel is. So I don't mind. either. We gotta put on happy. It just, it just that was a song when I was a kid. We always you had to see sing. his face right now. He's actually confounded right well, now. We we always had to sing that song in elementary school, like uh, chorus. Uh, was it chorus or we just called it music? 
back in the day. I remember my teacher's name was Miss Abbott. And she always made us sing that song every year. And I never understood what I was singing. And I still don't understand what I'm singing when I hear that song. I, think I can't the- stand it. And I also don't like Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Thank you. That song gets on my, my nerves. I can hear that once every Christmas, and if I hear it again, it my just annoys me. My wife will hate both of us because that might be her favorite Christmas song. I despise it with a burning passion. Yeah. Every single time it comes on, she cranks it all the way up. And no, 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 no. I'm not. This is not a hyperbolic statement. All the way up, as loud as her car will go. And I, at one point she was doing that when I was in the car, and I think we had, like, paperwork that we had from church or something. And I got a pen, and I wrote on the back of the sheet and held out against the window. I held help against the window <laughs> while she's over here cranking police coming out. She's like, no, don't do that. I'm like, well, turn the freaking thing down. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> But I think it's the like, only Deck the Halls, I agree. Very annoying song. But I think the only proper version of it is from a Christmas story when they're in the Chinese restaurant. Okay, that's fair. Ra 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 ra. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just I can't I can never get down with those two songs. I don't know what it is. And honestly, you want the truth? Hmm. And we'll talk about this album a little bit more. I can only listen to that Mariah Carey song, All I Want for Christmas is You, like twice before it really starts to just get old. And given that that's ninety percent of what contemporary radio, like Christian Christmas stations play around this time of year, that song gets really old really fast. Uh, I don't yeah. know if that's a popular opinion or an unpopular opinion, but I I'm not enamored with that song like a lot of people are. Well, you're gonna have to buckle up for Friday. There's your little teaser. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I there I have several opinions of Christmas songs that I'm just not particularly fond of. Like as far as it comes to ones that have been around for a while, up on the housetop, you never hear that one mentioned a lot. But for some reason, the up on the housetop, click click click, down through the chimney with good Saint Nick. I know it's meant for kids. You talking about twas the night before? Annoys Christmas? the crap out of me. Hmm? Oh no 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 no. In case you never heard, up on the housetop, reindeer paws. Oh up yes, to- you're right. I, I see. It's what you're for saying. children, okay. obviously, but. It's annoying, and I'm happy that you don't really hear it on the radio very often because it's just very it's very annoying to me. Um, Last Christmas by Wham gets worn into the ground, and he's over here <laughs> singing I like it to that himself one. I like already. That one. It is a good song, it but is. I don't know if this one's a controversial opinion or not. John Lennon's Happy Christmas... I don't even think I know that song to be honest okay. with you. Really? I, maybe I do. Maybe it's like a one very, if I heard it. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. No? Were you just singing We Wish You a Merry Christmas? No, or? no, no. It's a John Lennon song, and what butchers it is the fact that in the chorus it has John Lennon singing, a choir of kids, and Yoko freaking Ono screeching at the top of her lungs in the background, and that is just what kills it. Yeah. The song itself, not bad, but Yoko, just like every aspect of her life, kills everything she touches, this song included. What what are your thoughts on um Dolly Parton Hard Candy Christmas? Christmas. 
I, I li- love I, that one. I haven't listened to it enough okay. to really give a opinion. I know it exists, but I haven't really listened to it that much. My mom and but Dolly is a one. second language in yeah. our house. If uh, we weren't Christians, then Dolly would be the deity that my <laughs> that my wife worships the ground upon she walks. Okay, but. Yeah, no, I haven't really given it enough of a listen. But, I mean, I like Dolly. So, uh, Although I will say, her latest Christmas album that she put out, not a fan. Really? Because it is way is too... she's still putting out music? Oh, yeah. I thought she was just running theme parks and paying for tuitions. I didn't know if she was still actually out there. <laughs> nah. She, she really still, is? She actually just released an album this year, uh, Run, Rose, Run, which actually ain't a bad album. Wow, I had no idea. Okay. But... Good for her. Yeah, I, I mean she's. I mean, ain't no retirement for yeah, her. Yeah, she she has every reason to just sit back, get her Dollywood money, get her paycheck from people streaming her songs over and over, and not have to do a darn thing. But Dolly just keeps doing Dolly, yep. and she is good at doing that. She is. But no, I haven't really given enough of a listen. But her album is just very cheesy. Um, the people it has a lot of guests on there that I don't know why they're guests on there, and. Just one big pet peeve I have is during songs when people are singing and then they start talking in the middle of the song. Like they have some sort of dialogue back and forth. Don't like it. Whenever people are talking in songs, like either talk or sing, especially like, I don't know. It's just a little pet peeve of mine. Pick she one. does that in yeah, a pick, lot of Yeah, songs. I feel that. Like I'm not listening to a musical. I'm listening to a song and you should be singing it. Now I think probably my absolute least favorite ever is santa baby oh yeah that song is that the one where makes she, like, my skin crawl and i don't care who's singing it and way too many people have sang it which is that the one that really sexualizes santa claus uh, yeah that one and i saw mommy kissing santa claus really just grind my gears i had an epiphany you know it really grinds my gears yeah i don't like those i actually had an epiphany i was today years old when i realized this because i just saw this maybe a couple days ago whenever you hear i saw mommy kissing santa claus what do you think the story of it is i'm imagining a six-year-old girl who is so excited to see santa claus and she's trying to sneak a peek at him while he drops presents under the tree while in reality she goes downstairs and her mommy's being a ho 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 and getting getting a little extra getting a little extra holiday holiday spirit from the old Saint Nick, you know what I'm saying? You well, more like the old Saint Dick, if you know what I'm talking about. Hey. Oh my God. Sorry, we can cut that All if right, you want to well, cut no, that. I ain't cutting shit. Okay. Did it ever occur to you that maybe it was the dad dressed as Santa? Yeah, me either. But apparently... That's not as funny, though. That's, that's not thing. as funny. But our childlike brains, even when I was a kid, I thought it was an affair. Like, that's immediately yeah. where my brain went. I, like, I see, I don't like the song, but it is kind of funny to think about a kid, you know, watching Santa Claus <laughs> lay, the, lay the absolute Christmas wood what, what on say? her mom. You know what I mean? Like, what that's funny. What does it say about our society where that's the first place we go to? We go to infidelity instead of... Oh well, it was just the dad dressed as Santa. I don't even that that's I don't even blame us for that. I think that is exactly what the the well, singer intended for us to do. Forward in how they were they were phrasing it. See, but that's the thing though. These are talk. This is a, a Christmas song, and kids are gonna hear it. So you don't want the kids to think, wait a minute, why is dad dressed as Santa Claus? You know, you don't want to give that away. So it's better for them to think that mommy was just macking it up with Santa. You know, <laughs> macking it up. Now there's one Christmas song. 
that I just feel the need to share solely for a um, uh, kind of a public service announcement of how terrible Christmas songs can be. Okay. Last Christmas, no, I'm not talking about the song again, but literally last Christmas, I was working at Target, a.k.a. shoot me everywhere. <laughs> but um, Target is notorious for playing literally the worst what is it that they say in the Grinch? The most disgraceful assortment of deplorable rubbish imaginable. Yeah, something as far along as those it lines. Com- as yeah. far as it comes to Christmas music, and there's a song that I came across, but I feel led to play this one. Okay. So you can know just how terrible. Wait, what if I really enjoy it though? What if I'm like sitting here and vibing to it? Uh, Do I have a problem? We'll see. Okay. We're going to see. Because this is a original song from some lady named Leona Lewis. Oh, the Bleeding Love. Yeah. Oh my God, you know her? Keep bleeding. Keep. keep. Yeah, Ryan Tedder That's wrote her? that song. That's her. Oh, yeah. What the, what the heck? Yeah, Ryan Tedder of One Republic wrote that song for her because I oh, heard him performing One Republic. Well, I last hope concert. One Republic didn't write this one. <laughs> Probably. Who knows? He writes like half of the songs these days. Is she asking Santa to come come over and, you know? It's not the lyrical content that gets me. Oh. It's how poorly written the song is. I actually, I honestly can't really hear very well what she's saying. It sounds nice. It sounds pretty. Does it? <laughs> Does it, though? It sounds, like yeah, she's it, sounds... Tr- it sounds like she's trying so hard to not be all I want for Christmas is you. And it sounds... Well, to be fair, she does have a kind of similar... <clears throat> Similar voice to Mariah. Oh, I'm so sorry. <coughs> we'll cut this. Oh, man. <coughs> the song is so bad he's getting <laughs> choked up. some water. Sorry. Oh, man. I need some eggnog. Oh, <laughs> get some nog. That's much better. Okay. Yeah, I. she does kind of have a similar voice to Mariah Carey. Not nearly as good, obviously. But I. what's that one called? I'm curious. I'm looking it up probably the worst christmas song name that i've ever heard mr right see i I, yes it's subjective but for me having to hear that song at least three times a day stocking shelves during the holidays at target might just be the fifth circle of hell (laughs) okay well i've got an interesting one to throw at you okay okay this is a very different Christmas song because it's partial to only one year, and it only really makes sense in one the the context of one year. Christmas saves the year, twenty one <gasps> pilots. Oh my god! And a lot of people, Why have we not a lot of people might not have heard this song, and it was never a really big Christmas song. But twenty one pilots, I mean, as most people probably know, very popular band released a song in twenty twenty called Christmas Saves the Year. It was their second song of the year after Level of Concern. When obviously 20 to 20 was the big year where everything shut down and everyone stopped being able to really do anything. But Christmas Saves the Year sounds like this. Yeah, let's play a clip of it. Because everybody's got somebody who's got their name on a shelf with cheap decor and flavor cheer. You rest assured that Christmas saves the year. I love the vintage Christmas sound of it, but it's also a very weird song, which is typical of 21 Pilots. Yeah. 
Like you can tell it's kind of weird, a little kind of spooky and wonky. Yeah, in ways. I don't think this is really. It doesn't really emulate a whole bunch of Christmas joy. You know what I mean? It's just. Again, this came out in a year that really didn't feel like very joyful at all. It's 2020. The the freaking chorus of everybody's got somebody who's got their name on a shelf with cheap decor and flavored cheer. I think that's one of the best uh, Christmas lyrics I've heard because, yeah. like, you know, cheap decor, it's kind of a funny way of thinking about it. Yeah. You know, it's like a funny little perspective. Well, are there any other artists that have Christmas songs that... I mean, artists that you're partial to that you enjoy listening to anyways, any of them that have good Christmas music that you might want to suggest or share? Um, the Eagles actually have um, a Christmas song, Please Come Home for Christmas. Okay. That's a really good one from the Eagles. Bells will be ringing This sad, sad news It's just typical Eagles fare, but they're singing about Christmas. Like, what more could you ask for? Yeah. No, and I think I was curious. I was asking you that question because I know that we have a lot of artists that we specifically very... We we have a lot of very odd artists that we like, I would say. Our taste in music is different. But one of the songs that from an artist that I like a lot, it's called Christmas Without You by Wonder Public. I miss Thanksgiving, miss a birthday or two. Didn't make St. Valentine's, but I was thinking you. That's solid. Smooth. That it? is a solid Smooth. song. All right. I highly recommend it. I like it. Needless to say, there's a lot of good Christmas music out there. And a oh, lot of stuff so that I'm much. sure we're yet to discover. Oh, yeah. And the real question is, what are you listening to? What kind of Christmas songs do you like cranking up whenever the season comes around? What are your go-to favorites? What are your more obscure favorites that you don't think many people listen to? Especially when it comes to Christmas music, we are wide open to listen to it. And Chris, like Christmas is a second language in our house around this time of year. So any sort of new tunes that we can be digging we will dig them and we'll check them out we're tired of hearing the same old christmas songs over and over again please expand our taste for us we beg of you we any christmas songs you have by any we don't care who it is we don't care what artist if it we, we, tell us send us any christmas songs you got and we will listen to them we will probably enjoy them more than what comes on the radio most there's of the time. nothing worse than listening to the same song on christmas radio year in year out every single day that being said, we'll see y'all Friday as we listen to Mariah Carey. <laughs> One last question I want to ask you. What's that? What are you wishing for for Christmas this year? What's your number one? What's number one on your gift list? Number one on my gift list. Now that I've become an adult, I notice there are a lot of things I want, but I never think of them as Christmas gifts. I think of them as, oh, I'll get that eventually. Yeah. But let me take a look. Well, what's yours? What's the number one thing that you're wanting? It's not as realistic, but Santa, if you're out there, will you please, please consider bringing my Memphis Grizzlies an NBA championship? <laughs> I don't think you know the things I would do, fly up to the North Pole and do, if you would bring my Memphis Grizzlies an NBA championship. That's all I'm asking. I need nothing else. You are off the hook for 10 Christmases if you bring me one of those. That's all I'm asking you for. That's all I want for Christmas.
And Santa, if you want a more of a realistic request, <sighs> I heard the new Sonic game is pretty good. So just bring me a copy of that for Switch, and I think I'll be set. Lisbon Connoisseurs, a B-side. We hope you enjoyed just sitting back and talking about some Christmas music, because I know for sure that I did. I did, too. Merry Christmas, everybody. Ho, ho, ho. We'll see you all from Mariah on Friday. God bless us. Everyone. Everyone.